What is up, you guys? And welcome back to Sport Champs, Street Champs exclusive sports podcast. To my right is my man Dave. Right in front of me is my man Winston. And uh, we're running a little late. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is no one, no one's fault here, but it is the Grand Poopa's fault. Is it Grand Poopa or Poopa? It's the Grand Poobah's fault. Yeah, I think that sounds cool. I'm blaming this dude. He's all 3 o'clock, strict on the dot. We got a nice tight schedule today with interviews and another podcast. And this man had the audacity. Yeah. Sorry, we're up and running, come, though. Hey, yeah, we're up and running. We're here. We missed last just, week. I'm just trying to make it <laughs> bigger than it is. It really isn't that big of a deal. We're excited um, to be here. Yeah. We're happy to be here. I'm happy you're here. Dude, the Golden State Wars. Oh yeah, the Golden State Warriors. They yeah. won last night. We got Dave in the in the jersey. Got the clay drip. We got the clay drip. We got UNCU Boulder drip. Yeah. Whoa, just, dude. Deion signed, Sanders. That prime drip. They just signed a top ten recruit for basketball Ooh. in the in the nation. Cody Williams. I Damn, believe. that's so. Cr- that's the power of Deion Sanders. It's trading to other sports. Yep. Wow. Fire. I don't that's know. So crazy. When's the last time we had that as a CU CU basketball never, program? Never. Probably never. Damn, that's so crazy. Yeah. Got me in the Nuggets hat. Got me in the nut, dude. Come on, Timberwolves, get out of our way. get out of our way. Yeah. You know, even though it was a close game, whatever, don't matter. Look at the yeah. first game. Look what happened in the first game. First game was an ass whooping. Ass second game, whooping. Second game was looking like an ass whooping, and then y'all had like a nineteen. Started dropping the ball. Y'all had a nineteen point lead, and then they managed to take the lead. The Timberwolves did because fucking um, what's his name could not miss for the whole second half. He was just going off, dude. Yeah. They, yeah, they had a forty yeah. point second quarter. Where they shot eighty percent from the field. That's what I'm saying. Eighty percent from the field. But that being said, give it up for um, playoff Jamal. Yeah. Stop mm. saying bubble. He clearly is capable of this. He's doing it. Dude. Just period. He's doing Can it. he sustain it? I, I I would love to see it. Yeah. I think he will. Of course. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And this is gonna make Jokic so much fresher in the later series. Yeah. Picking it up for him. I mean, it's pretty tough going against Gobert. Uh, Gobert. I mean, we got Nuggets have a game tonight in Minnesota. Uh, starts at like seven thirty, I believe. Oof. Should be a good game. Be here because the momentum is with the with the Timberwolves. Like we kicked their ass the first game and a half, and <laughs> then, then Minnesota they, stepped up. They figured it the, out the last half game. So like, who duplicates what? Who exactly. duplicates what? And this this game matters very big. Oh yeah, it's a very they, big. You know, they say in the NBA, your your series doesn't start until you win away. Once you win an away game, that's when the series starts. But what helps with that is having two up on them. Yeah, say. for sure. We that need, helps. At Denver, we needed that because our away record, not that good. Not that good at our, all. We were talking about it all year, yep. how our away, away record wasn't the best. Yep. We, we, I had to say it every week. I don't even want to talk about away records right now. Yeah, bro. I mean, let's get into that. Hold what? on, though. Let's get into weeks oh, okay, first. Okay. Let's get into right. weeks. So how are you, Winston? How, do, how are you doing this week? What'd I'm good. This is my favorite sports time of the year. First uh, NBA playoffs, there's at least three games every single day. Most of them are always high caliber and not blowouts. They're coming it's down a to the good wire. Game. Exactly. Like it's like March Madness, but they're professionals and we don't get to see this product at any time of the year because mm-hmm. it's they don't play this hard on defense in the regular season. Yeah. They're like barely playing any defense. Now they're like playing hard as hard a defense as they can. They're going one hundred percent and you know that. And it's just like it's really 
as a basketball fan, it's I really enjoy it. It's really really fun to watch. Hell yeah, so, dude! Oh yeah. yeah, Winston's hype. Yeah, dude. Hype on the on the year. I love it. Anything else this week? What would you do this week? Anything eventful? Um, not really. I uh, bought tickets to a Logic concert. I'm gonna go see eventually. Whoa! Yeah. Can't get an invite to the to the concert. Well, oh, so yeah. it's on June 19th, which is your oh, anniversary. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, can't do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I thought about it. I then... understand why I didn't get the invite. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate the thoughts. He thought about it. Shit. I did. I was like, June, I was like June 19th. I was like, first of all, I was like, I wonder if my girlfriend's okay with that. And then <laughs> first, yeah, first, that's the first. Question. And then I was like, wait, that's also Ricky's anniversary. And I was like, so he's not going. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bro. Hey, enjoy your concert, though. Um, speaking of concerts, I'll get on my week. Picked up some tickets to Avenged Sevenfold. Nice. They're coming out in September, September 28th. So if you heard that and you like rock, um, go check it out. They're actually touring with Falling in Reverse. That band kills it too. Um, Rodney Radke, shout out him. But he's not going to be at the Denver show. <clears throat> so they're looking to announce another person for that date. Oh. It's the only date on their whole tour that they're missing Falling in Reverse. So that means they got to fill that spot with someone hot. Mm. You know, you can't you can't just have one show with some lame. Yeah. Fill it with someone dope. So I really – and they're at Ball Arena, so they they have to fill it with someone awesome. Yeah, like, Green Day. Green Day would be – dude, I would be hype. <laughs> I would be – dude, you'd be taking me back to 11-year-old me, 10-year – or 12-year-old me. Dude, yeah, 13. Yeah. 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 I'd but, be down. Any Any – just any good band as long as they perform good, even if I don't know them. But got those tickets. Hype for that. Um, we got BKFC coming up next week. Next week, I'm um, going skydiving next week. Um, a fan hit me up um, because I stream with my cousin every Wednesday, and he we were mm-hmm. talking about how we like, like I've never been skydiving, would love to go. Josh not with it. I'm all with it though, and uh, I was like, yeah, I would love to go. You know, one day. And then homie hit me up on Instagram. Apparently, he goes all the time, and he told me, let's go. And I and that was months ago. Checked in with him this week, and it's still a go. So the twenty seventh, I'm gonna be falling from the sky. Um, and this is gonna be intense. I'm gonna tell the guy to like do flips with me. I'm be like, yo, throw throw some flips out. Let's Damn. do some flips while we're out there. Do some do something cool. Don't kill me. Do something cool though. Yeah, yeah. Like I want to do some fun shit. So I can't wait to do that. That's two days before we go to the <laughs> KFC. Bless you. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait. Other than that, um, came back from the studio. Uh, just dropped a song on the twentieth yesterday, uh, or no, yeah, yesterday Thursday. Go check that out. America Body was out everywhere, guys. Um, dropped a song before that, Gwen Stefani, and then <clears throat> May fifth, I'm gonna be dropping another song, Cold Blooded. Check that out. Um, again, go check out the music video. Links below. Just hit my link tree. Um, but yeah. Making music, I was telling you guys, I was showing you guys a little bit. Starting to make a lot of EDM. Like I love EDM music. I have for a long time. Like I've listened to dubstep when it first came out and stuff. Mount Mount Eden and all those Datsik and all those first artists. Um, so for me to like kind of transition into making the stuff with my studio engineer and producer, it's amazing. Oh yeah, it's fucking awesome, dude. We get to bounce ideas off of each other and actually see them come to life. Cause dude is so good. So making EDM music, uh, be on the lookout for some EDM music. I'm actually dropping uh, one EDM song on May 26th. So just make sure you're following me everywhere. Acting Up will be out everywhere. Um, yeah, man. I got a lot of inspiration from the Red Rocks concert. Went to Red Rocks last uh, weekend. So much fun. So oh, yeah. much fun. Subtronics killed it in Red Rocks. 
Um, that's a story for another time, though. I had real, really good time. But this week, I'm hyped for all the sports going on. Just like you said, it's a good week for sports. Um, we're starting to wheel into the summer of UFC and combat sports. There's a lot of big stuff happening, like our BKFC event, our mm-hmm. one event. Colorado mm-hmm. is getting a lot of good stuff. Jorge Masvidal just announced a bare-knuckle MMA bout uh, or card happening in Florida. It's a crazy week mm-hmm. for sports. It's a crazy week for me, my music, my life. Um, living happy with the lady. I'm hype. I'm hype. How was yeah. your week, bro? Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, nothing major. Um, low light of my week was probably like had to get my car worked on, but it is what it is. That's what, what was with your car, dude? I still not be exa- quick. Yeah, it's, that's not exactly fixed, but like my miles per gallon's all funky right now. I see. You. And so I'm just trying to get to the bottom of that. It drives fine. Figure it out. But regardless, um, great week of sports. Uh, watched like the all the fights that happened on PFL earlier last week. The UFC cards. Um, so many cards. Basketball has been great. Just getting off work and then throwing on like. TNT and just catch it. Every game has been great. Mm. Um, just like Winston was saying, yeah, that's about it. Just been a great. And on top of that, um, playoff hockey just kicked in, which I don't even really follow hockey, but I'm rooting for the Avalanche because my St. Louis Blues are not representing in the playoffs. So mm. hopefully they repeat. You know what I'm saying? Facts. <clears throat> Facts, dude. We that's got, we that's got about some, it. Yeah, we got some life rolling. All right, let's get into this. Um, where the hell did Winston go? Yo, hit the whistle for me if you're down. Let's get into some NBA talk. Oh, yeah. So your Golden State Warriors didn't it didn't work. It's okay. Well, Winston, hit the hit the whistle when you get back. <clears throat> it didn't work again. I guess it's not working anymore. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Oh, there, there it are. is. Hello. <laughs> we're getting into NBA now, Mr. Winston. Okay. Do you want to lead? Uh, you, had, you were talking about a little bit yeah, I just at gotta, the beginning. Yeah. I was going to have him lead with his Golden State Warriors if you want to touch on the, that game so he could transition into that. Start right. from there. Um, so we got – the series has been really good uh, for the Warriors and Kings. Um, first game was a great game. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we saw Darren, Darren Fox drop, what, 40 points? Um, I think it was 38. His playoff a, debut. What a guy. Which is, I think, the third best playoff debut score ever. That's yeah. crazy. Which is – that's intense. Yeah, so him and Malik Monk were killing it. Um Kings came out ahead, uh, so that was a great game, though. Dave, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on game one? Game one was, like, real competitive. Um, it was really fun. Like, eventually, the Kings kind of started to pull away from us because, like, their offense just – it shined. They're younger, and when you're young, you have that, like, intensity that's, like, who can run across that court 48 minutes with more energy. That echoes a lot, especially when they're fast break bound. I swear almost all of the Kings, like – it felt like a significant amount of the Kings' points were coming on the fast break, which is not to be surprised. Um, the officiating, as per usual, they like predicted before it was going to be questionable, and like so, I don't have any like real qualms with Game One. Um, I just remember thinking that like we just couldn't pull past them in Game One. It's just like every time we got close, got our momentum, got our little runs, they would just put it on. Like I don't know, our bench did not do us any favors, Game One. That's yeah, for sure. That's a weak part of the Warriors for sure is their bench. Absolutely. I would um, definitely agree with that. But Andrew Wiggins, after not playing any games at all, has been killing it the entire series. Andrew Wiggins oh. has been going in. I mean, he's a dog. He's last playoffs he was like a twenty two a night. He was person. he made me a lot of money last playoffs. Yeah. Mr. Wiggins. Yeah, because I kept doing point uh parlays with him. Yeah. He was a leg on my parlays a lot last year. If you would have been doing that, 
This, I should this have playoffs, been. I should have been. Well, but like he came out for like what three month hiatus, Dave, yeah. something like that. Something. Like, and I haven't effect. even been betting uh, like for basketball at all this year. Yeah. So. No, but he's Figuring been. It out. He's been killing he's it, been bro. Killing it. Fucking. And he's without him, the Warriors would Suffer. not look nearly as good. Absolutely. Um, he's had three good games, and uh, Steph Curry. Well, we'll talk about that. But yeah, game two was pretty crazy. Game two was had a lot of controversy. <laughs> yep. Go for it. So. The whole incident with um, Sabanis and Draymond, that was like – so Oh, the stomp. So my take on it is is like I've um, – Winston and I talked about this last night. So I do I consider Draymond a dirty player? I mean, yeah. He knows how to like brush the line of acceptable behavior to his advantage, mm-hmm. especially with his reputation. Do I think he's – Everyone's definition of dirty is different but too. But do I think he's like Zaza Pachulia who will undercut your jumper so your ankle lands on his feet like he did to Kawhi Leonard in that series? That's that's real dirty. That's like unacceptable. Do I think Draymond – like Draymond um, in that one series with LeBron, he like poked him in the eye like twice. Like did he try to? He was just flailing his arms aimlessly to, and he drew contact doing it. Again, is he trying to poke him in the eye? No. But does he know that he's being like flaily arm bullshit? Absolutely. Yeah. So that whole incident, like, I honestly think that Sabanis should have been penalized as well. Like, because if you look at how it, it went down, if you watch the entirety of the replay, Sabanis was trying to crash the glass. And when he did, he like shoves Clay Thompson out of the way, which is technically a foul, flops in the making. And when he flops, he stumbles into Draymond, grabs his leg in a way that was like not organic for contact purposes. And then Draymond chooses to, like, step on his sternum. Now, did I think he tried to, like, curb stomp him? He looked like he was just it trying wasn't. to be an asshole, simply put. He, what do you think? Winston? Well, it's definitely a technical. Give another side, Winston. So, like, he did grab his leg. And Draymond did try and get free. But he got he got free in a way where he happened to put all of his weight on Sabonis's chest. <laughs> Very um, hard, like. Yeah, so. <laughs> Which is not acceptable in any way. That was yeah. a stomp. So, no one's accepting stomp. Draymond's behavior so, singularly. Do I think he did that on purpose to oh, fuck yeah. up Sabonis? I personally don't think so, okay? I think if it's anyone other than Draymond Green, they're not getting suspended. Probably getting kicked out of the game, okay? But yeah. not getting suspended. Um, but... Because one Draymond, game, right? Is it one game? How many games? It was one if game like, suspension. One game. If like okay. Devin Brooks did this to LeBron, he probably wouldn't have a one game suspension. Dylan Brooks probably. Or Dylan, would. I'm sorry. I said Dylan Devin. Brooks probably would because he's like a uh, he's like a mini Draymond Green. Like literally, like he's the yeah. guard Draymond Green. Um, but like if Devin Booker didn't mm-hmm. didn't uh, did this, then I don't think he would get suspended. Luca, um, Luca probably not get suspended. Uh, yeah. um, now you know, that's just and my I'm not opinion. Even, I'm not even crying about that per se. I just feel like. A lot of that incident, like, if DeMontis Sabanis doesn't do that incident, then Draymond doesn't have the opportunity to put his weight on his chest. Now, Draymond stepping over him via the way he fell was not like him trying to do the Allen Iverson, per se. It just kind of unfolded that way. I mean, I understand, but with the Sabanis shouldn't have grabbed his leg, Mm -hmm. that's kind of saying... Like you shouldn't have pushed me, and I wouldn't have like shot you. Type no, of no, you're scenario. right. You're, you know no, you're I mean? right. Like, you're right. But there's some there's some ab- amount of accepted or accountability that should be wagered his way. Not sure. all, and I, in my mind, neither of them should have been suspended. But maybe at worst, um, you get like a a technical for Sabonis, and so then Draymond leaves did. the game. Sabonis got a technical. That's so, so what I'm saying. If what happened happened, but neither of them being penalized afterwards was. Mm. What, in my opinion. Now, yeah. is that acceptable behavior? Never. It's not cool. Like, Draymond, you can't do that. Do I think Draymond was, like, as this play happened, he was just like, all right, cool, I'm going to step on this fool. No, just 
it happened and he tried to like step over him homie grabbed his leg and he flailed like i've talked about his dirty nature and then tried to be the beneficiary of it but it's like draymond you, you also have to know better how many playoff series have you been involved where there was something some event like this that was totally controversial you know what I mean? Yeah. This isn't a first time Draymond's been involved in something like this. Like the Steve Adams incident. We all remember that. Yeah. That wasn't kicked him in the dick. I don't think <laughs> I don't think Draymond was like, I'm gonna try to kick him in the dick. The I think he was thinking, twist. I'm gonna flail my legs to draw contact because at the time they were a lot more foul lenient or less foul lenient, I guess. And so they were giving those calls. He was just trying to get a call and in doing so he kicked someone in the dick. So, yeah, and I think that was which in the playoffs. Was it, it was playoffs? against OKC. Which See, all these things happen in the playoffs. <laughs> it is it is dirty natured, but um, he's just, I don't know. He's a go getter, and he's like Dennis Rodman, where he's going to be a good all, player. He's going to be all up in your grill. He's very energetic, which as a a like you want that on your team. I don't know any person who wouldn't want that on their team. You just don't want the liability that comes with yeah. it, which yeah. he's clearly walking that line these days. And we're going to talk about the officiating for all of these series because it's been mad questionable. Now, I don't think the refs have dictated games, but they've been involved in it at times where it wasn't consistent. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really hard to be consistent. It's a hard job. Especially when they're not playing defense in the regular season, and then all of a sudden they're playing defense. It's Mm -hmm. like they call way more calls in the regular season, and they're not playing defense. So it's like when it comes playoff time, like I don't want to see tons of whistles and tons of free throws. No one wants to see that. And so if they're calling every single thing, then that's what's going to happen. And different refs have different styles some refs are like let's let them play other refs are like no nah, that's a foul oh and as a player you got to adapt like that's a part of your job like you yep. got to be like okay isn't Scott that crazy Foster. though that's crazy it is that that's a it thing. is it's that's a game crazy. within a game bro yeah, yeah there's variables so and you, you have to navigate said variables exactly that's there's part no of, other but... sports that it's that intense you know what i mean that's well, pretty intense speaking like, of for the ref for the ref style to really play yeah. into the game like yeah. Maybe football too, but uh, maybe it's different. Hey, it is. Hold on, it is different. boxing. It's a different cadence. It's... Boxing. And if you think about boxing, boxing. Some, yeah, you're some, right. A lot of you're boxers right. will cherry Fighting. pick. They'll cherry pick refs that they know that won't let them hug too much, or that will let them hug an amount because that's you're part right. of their strategy. You're right. That's you're a right. whole new. It's a I, retra- I retract that but last statement. That that being said, a good. I think this is a good segue yeah. for um the Philadelphia game last night. Yep. Did you watch that? I didn't. Mm-mm. So there was a play where it was um, Philadelphia versus Brooklyn. Uh, let's, do you want to finish the Kings thing real quick? Oh, yeah. We should oh, sure. Finish. Okay, so Kings won game two. Draymond's out game three. And then game three was last night. Yep. And then so the Warriors pulled out by, like, what, 20 points? It was, like I think, like 18 or something like yeah. that. Yeah, so they won by a lot. It was kind of a blowout. Kings played, like, no dog Dray- shit. No Draymond. No Draymond. So they won without Draymond at home by 20 points, which Oof. is good. Um, Dave was Dave was I mean, fucking I'll admit, soaring at that point. I'll admit though, there was a lot of there was, there was a lot of like moments where I'm not saying like he said I don't want a a litany of like foul calls. You know, I don't want just a bunch of foul calls dictating games. But there was clear moments where like Warriors got some very advantageous turnovers on what would have totally been a regular season foul. So I don't want to pretend like we won accidentally. We won on purpose. Fair, like we we shot the ball well. Um, but there, I don't want to pretend like the officiating just got perfect that game. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because it didn't. So yeah, Curry dropped 36 points. Um, he went in. Um, Jordan Poole's been yeah, playing like dog 36. shit. Um, Clay Thompson's been playing okay. Uh, Andrew Wiggins has been killing it. Kevin yeah. Looney, Kevin Looney Kevin had Looney's 20 been, boards again. He's been Damn. playing great. It's like nine offensive rebounds. Holy shit. Yeah, he had nine on, uh, offensive rebounds and nine assists. So it's and those don't like an offensive rebound doesn't all, e- equal an assist. Typically, it's a putback for a big man, especially. So, crazy. so for him to get nine assists, 
20 boards. He didn't score, but, like, four points. He wasn't scoring very well. But regardless, like, he's one of those dudes. A lot of people don't even understand Kevin Looney's story. He was kind of a, a powerful guard the way he came up and had to redefine his basketball style and playing style once he got into the league to fit his body. So to see him thriving as a big man just is a testament to how hard that he works. And that's why the Warriors kept him, you know? I so, see you. I honestly think we have momentum now. Um, Draymond back, game four, should be pretty electric. Um, I would be remiss to assume that we would lose that. So <clears throat> I wouldn't even I would even bet on that game. Damn. They'll probably be favorites because they <clears throat> won without Draymond it. and they won by like twenty <clears throat> points. And the series going two two and it the series will come down to who wins away. Yeah. Although the Kings shot terribly. Yeah. They shot they terribly shot shooting like shit. Absolutely terribly. That was abysmal. As a team they shot thirty eight percent from the field Oof. and then 23 percent from three-point oh my god yeah they That's shot atrocious no they shot legitimately it was like maybe god like 11 damn. for like 41 on three or something holy like that shit. yeah 11 to 47 what? Oh, yeah. holy that made it worse yeah oh my god yeah. so how do you feel about the series then dave you, i mean do you think you guys got it bagged up or what i mean steve kerr was absolutely going to adjust but i don't think it's in the bag i think we need to win game four and see what happens and we got to steal a home game because if we lose game four, that's gonna it's gonna be really really hard to come back from three one. Yeah, we've done it, but I think the Darren Fox and company are just like too good to let that happen. Wow. So hey, here's to I mean, here's to the comeback. You guys barely lost your two away games. You guys are ass on the road. Bad ass and, on the road. And so for you guys to barely lose the first two games and then at home blow the Kings out, I feel like is is. Kind of promising for you guys. Like yeah. I said earlier, you guys got some momentum. The series doesn't start till you win on the road. That's when a series starts. And so they the Warriors the haven't done that yet. The Kings haven't done that yet. No, the facts. series has not started yet. Especially yeah. with the Warriors' home record, I it's probably going to be two two. Yeah. Game five and the Kings at the Kings. Their home record. Their home record is really good. They were at the like even though the in the standings they were lower, they were at the top for home game wins. Yeah. Like the Warriors have the best home record in the league, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not surprised if they, they come all the way back and take out the Kings. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised either. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It's gonna be a good series though. Yeah, game it ain't gonna it's gonna be a fight. Game one and two were great games. I yeah. love those games so much. They were probably my favorite games out of all the playoffs. Y'all gonna come out of this series a little bruised up. From this hard fought that is yeah. true. series, dude. That is something because they're not very deep. They're like seven, yeah. eight players deep. Um, guys, they better therapy. You better be doing some physical PT, dude. Um, one thing I, I want to take a note of therapy. is um, uh, Moses Moody has been getting to play, and like he's been hitting some jumpers. That dude is like a very Good. he was a raw talent, but like seeing him get playoff minutes was great. Um, Jonathan Kaminga. Every time I see him, I'm just so excited. Spread the love because he it almost gives other guys rest. He time. almost caught a body last night, like. Winston saw it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kaminga's a... He almost oh, did. Shit. He a dog, so... Dog shit. We'll see. Um, shout out Mike Brown for being the first unanimous head coach of the year. Yeah, for the Kings. Mm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's fire. He deserved it for yeah, sure. I mean, the Kings bounced you hear back. A funny joke, so... From what the... What, the Kings ahead. have basically been absorbing um, the assistant coach from Golden State for years now. Because if you think about it, they had Tim Walton before. Mm. Uh, I don't think it was Tim Walton. Bill Walton? The, no. the son. I forgot his name. Not Tim, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was the head coach for yeah. the Warriors. Luke Walton. Luke Walton. There Luke Walton. Go. I don't yeah. know why I said Tim. He was, well, so he was the head coach, but that's because Kerr was out with that injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess he wasn't assistant. But he, he ended up going to Sacramento yep. and then eventually Los Angeles. But point being is like they them getting him and then them getting Mike Brown is just they see what's in the water. You know what I mean? Yeah. The culture. 
the dynamic that the Warriors cultivate, the chemistry that they're able to establish. And like, so like, and one thing Mike Brown did the first time or first thing when he got head coach, he asked all his players if they wanted to come to one of his like, like private properties. And they had like a whole day and almost the entire team showed up, including um, Sabanis. So that's one thing that um, Sacramento is going to be dangerous with for the coming years. That chemistry is just going to keep getting better. Yeah. Yeah. And Malik Monk's been killing it for them too. Um, okay, so now let's go ahead and get into the 76ers-Nets series. Um, let's talk about it. 76ers-Nets, game one, really good game. Mikael Bridges like dropped like 35 points, something like that. He did really well. Um, ultimately, the 76ers won. Game two, very similar game. 76ers won, as, won that as well. Um, and then we got game three, uh, very close game. Uh, Dave, you said you watched that game. Mm-hmm. What, are your, what are your thoughts on game three? So um, there was two refing moments that i thought were really really questionable and not very consistent um there was the moment where i want to say it was uh, i can't remember who was stepping over um uh and it was uh Nic- nicholas claxton so yeah so he was stepping over Embiid, kind of doing the ai thing like stepping over him and then Embiid tried to throw a kick at his groin like not like a organic i'm trying to stand up motion like he clearly tried to kick him in the dick like on the <laughs> ground now can you step over him no that's not allowed. That's technical. Can you kick someone in the dick? Also no, but it's Embiid. He's the MVP. Viewership for that game is very contingent, so they kind of were like, well, we kind of have to look past it. And different event that happened in that same game, James Harden was kind of like putting his arm out, which technically is an offensive foul if they sell it, but he was just backing up with the ball. He wasn't even really posting up in any way, but he was just trying to create separation. And, and um, in doing that, he put his palm out, and accidentally hit one of the Brooklyn players in the groin. And they immediately ejected James Harden for that. Oh, my God. No hesitation. Everyone knows James Harden wasn't trying to punch well, no one I think that was. I think that was his second technical foul. I think that's why he got ejected. Okay, he, had, well, he had a technical foul before that, and okay. then he had another technical, and that's why he was that's ejected. That's why he was gone. Yeah. Re- regardless, though, I just feel like that, that was like, like as a fan, like, bruh, that was very petty of the refs to call that. Like, the dude sold the groin strike, I guess, but like, you hit Come someone in the on. dick, you deserve a technical. But now, he didn't punch him in the dick. <laughs> yeah, He's dribbling with the ball with his hand out and in the organic motion of one guy stepping up as if he was going to take a charge or something. Yeah. And James Harden just kind of organically dribbling the ball. His, like, palm hit homie's groin. He Sounds like a punch to the He didn't yeah. swing. <laughs> like, how like hard? A, like yeah, how, sounds like a punch to the How hard was, like, I want you to strike the fucking table as hard as, as, hard as he struck, struck it? Probably, like... I would hurt. Mm. That would hurt. Yeah, no, but you know but... when you're doing that to someone's chest, you're trying to create It was probably harder than that. Soft. It was hit probably the couch, like... Hit the couch. I'm not going to keep hitting objects. <laughs> no, hit the couch, dude. But Come you, on. You know, the type of, you know how in basketball, like, that's a natural thing when dudes are dribbling to try to create a little bit of distance from the guy who's trying yeah. to, like, box up to them. Yeah. And I'm in a fifth grade harder than that, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, not, yeah, seriously. Yeah. All I'm saying is I didn't feel like James Harden warranted, a, like, that egregious of an incident for that, and I feel like it was unfair to eliminate him from the game. Meanwhile, Embiid is just, like, kicking people in the groin on purpose, no questions asked. I 100% agree. Embiid totally deserved to be ejected from that game. 100%. Um, Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, And he got the game-winning swat. Yeah, I mean, and you're totally right about him being the MVP. And, like, odds are he's going to be the MVP. It's not official yet, but... We can all assume. Yeah. Odds are. And so, I totally agree. That's why he was not ejected. I mean, you have Draymond getting ejected for stepping on someone in their chest and then you have someone trying to kick someone in the dick like there was no doubt about it it wasn't a reflex he tried to 
kick him. Yeah. And he missed. And that the rules um is if like any type of aggressive contact not basically organic to the play. You know what I'm saying? And that was a, that was a strike. That yeah. there was no amount like if he like tried to like swing up to get up, you know, and in doing that like if homie just stayed standing over him and he hits, he hits him in the groin or something like that, that's different. That's a little bit more of like homie shouldn't be standing over him. And B literally just was on the ground and just went like that. Yeah. Dog. He tried to kick him in the dick. So Yeah, for sure. I'm not like protesting anything. Like I have no stake in that series or in those games, so I'm not like I'm not gonna go on Twitter and start ranting to the NBA. Well, like, what, what else can we say when they got a three and O lead on them? No know? one saw. Okay, first of all, no one saw Brooklyn after they lost Kyrie and KD having much going. And dare I say, they're making this a competitive series, even For though sure. they're they're down three O. They haven't Good been. Out, they have not been outclassed really. Yeah, one hundred two ninety seven last game. The separation of talent and the age difference is like pretty alarming. So the way I see it, um, the like the Philadelphia not sweeping them loses them brownie points towards their credence of Eastern Conference favorites, mm. so to speak. And I'm not saying that's what they are, but that's what they're considered they to be. They might get swept though. They're probably yeah, going to. We they uh they'll probably win a game. You think so? This I think next they'll. Game? I think they'll win the next game because it's at Nac. It's at okay. Nets. If it was at Philly, I'd be like, no, nah, no way. It's at Barclays yeah. Center. But yeah, it's it's in Brooklyn, so they will probably pull it out. Well, you said the series doesn't start till you win an away game. And the series started. The series started. <laughs> <laughs> They're not coming back. It's, they ain't coming back. Three and zero. Yeah, it I don't just got real. It's not happening. I don't think any team and, has done that. No. And they lost their their coach because of the whole um, scenario with KD and them not meshing well earlier oh, in the year. Right. Yeah. So they had a different coach, mm-hmm. Steve Nash. Yep. Um, Craziness. Let's uh, um oh go ahead. We got the other series. Uh we got the Suns Clippers. Before we re uh, read this one off, I want to read off what everybody's at Nuggets. Or no, we haven't talked about them yet. Um uh, never mind. <laughs> I uh-huh. can't find where I was. What the fuck? Dun dun dun. Um so we got the Suns and Clippers series. Oh, okay. Uh game one. The uh Clippers won. It was a very good game. Mm-hmm. Um game two, the Suns pulled it out in Phoenix. And then uh, very close game as well. Well, uh, that was like 10 points. And then game three, uh, the Suns uh, won that game last night. Uh, Clippers did not have Kawhi Leonard. That's what I was about to say. Uh, and the Suns won by five points. Uh, Devin Booker has been killing it. Uh, he dropped 45 points last night. Damn. Um, My God. Yeah. And then the night before, I think he dropped like 40. Uh, maybe it could have been in the 30s. But he, he's been playing really well. Game one, he didn't really show up too much, but they lost. Uh, but the Clippers only losing by five points without Kawhi Leonard is impressive. It is. Um, Norman Powell, a player for the Clippers that Ricky's probably never heard of, and rightfully so, dropped 42 points last night. Damn. 15 of 23 from the field, 7 of 12 from the three-point line. Norman Powell? Norman Powell. Damn, what a guy. Yeah, so he killed it. Unfortunately, they still lost, though. Westbrook, <laughs> Westbrook dropping 30. Yep. We got, what else we got? We got... KD on 28, Devin Booker on 45, like you said. Yeah. Chris Paul. I mean, I 11. I think I was quoted as saying if Devin Booker and KD don't combine for like 65 points a game, then that team can't win. Mm. So that that speaks to that. Yeah. And whoever wins this series, we're going against the Nuggets if as long as we can win our our series. Phoenix, These I think it's the Suns, man. The These Suns. Fe- the Phoenix oh. are a bad matchup kind of, but like let's face it, there's like Jamal Murray can can match Devin Booker, I yeah. think confidently oh, for sure. And then yeah, for I would sure. take. And I Jokic take is going to get Jokic is going to get a like a quiet triple double. Meanwhile, KD is going to drop twenty eight plus. So it's like 
how does this pan out? Who who, who does it? Yeah, it's gonna be a good good series if that if that comes to fruition. I see it happening. I don't see the Clippers taking the series. Yeah, you? surprised you? me. No, I, think... I wanted them to when they won Game One. I'm like, yes, but now and then, now they're down one. It's and... not looking good. Yeah. Not the hottest. When's the next game? They lost uh, probably two days from now. No, where is it? Oh, it's in L.A. So uh, the Suns just won in L.A. Oh, shit. Um, But (laughs) uh, the Clippers won in Phoenix game one. So, like, it's basically. The the series started game one. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so it's 2-1. Craziness, craziness, craziness. Again, uh, the Suns are leading this series 2-1. Yep. I like it. I like it a lot. And uh, to drive back to the other series, I mean, they're matching the Kings 2-1 against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, what's next? Should we talk about Nick's Cavs? Sure. Let's talk about Nick's Cavs, dude. Um, so Nick's Cavs has been a really good series. Um, they play tonight at 6.30 on ABC. Uh, it's tied 1-1 right now. Uh, the Cavs, Donovan Mitchell's been doing pretty well. Uh, he's been dropping a lot of points. Uh, game two was kind of a blowout. Um, they won by. Mm, let me pull it up. They won by 17 points, so they kind of kind of killed the Knicks. Uh, but game one, the Knicks obviously won. It was a great game. I enjoyed watching it. Did you watch that game, Dave? Yeah, I did. But I still, I don't want to be like that dude who's bittersweet when his predictions are wrong. But I said Knicks are gonna get first round exit written all over them. So mm. I have that prediction strong. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, in this game too, they did lose by 17 points. That's yeah. I mean, Holy if you think about shit. it, like, um, the like who do you expect to go off on either team? Like Julius Randle, obviously. Um, Jalen Brunson's been killing it. I mean, R- R.J. Barrett is potent. I will use that word. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, as far as the Cavs, all I think about is like Donovan Mitchell, because like you see in the highlights and like the commercials, he's coaching up all his guys. You know what I'm saying? He's he's such a natural born like leader. I think what he brings to a team is a little bit more invaluable and. Quite frankly, we got to see him do this against OKC, against MVP OKC when he was um, Donovan Mitchell was in Utah. So the writing's on the wall for like upsets. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that the Cleveland would be considered an upset against New York, but they're the four seed. But that doesn't mean that the Knicks aren't favored. I I thought the Cavs would win. I still think they will. Yeah. Confidently. What are the odds for this game tonight? Do you know? Um, we have New York favored one and a half points. It's in New York tonight. Mm. First game in New York. New New York Knicks fans are going to be hype. Oh, God. Um, they're going to be super hyped. The, the garden is going to be rocking. We're going to have fucking uh, Spike Lee. We're going to have Spike Lee in there trying to trip Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be some, like, Trey Young is balding signs. Yeah. Not even in that series. <laughs> they just hate Trey Young. It's just going to be about Donovan Mitchell instead. So yeah, so it should be a really good game tonight. I would good definitely game. suggest watching that game. Good game, um, good series, 6.30 p.m. Good series this today. far. Um, not a good series. Celtics-Hawks. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, what did we expect? Yeah, uh, Hawks kind of made of a game out of it for game two. Um, they still lost by 13 points. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they tried to make a game out of it. Uh, first game in Atlanta tonight. So, you know, the series doesn't start until <laughs> you went on the road. So, they, you know. It helps being 2-0, and though, against, oh, for sure. against yeah. the Hawks, the, little, yeah. the low seed Hawks. Yeah, um, not looking good. Boston's favored by six points. Yeah, holy uh, shit. So, I mean, would I put money on this game for the Celtics? Probably not because they're pretty high favorites. Um, would I put money on the Hawks tonight? 
Probably not because they're probably going to lose. <laughs> so going to lose that money. Yeah. So, but it's on ESPN at five. Uh, not excited for that series. Celtics probably going to sweep them. Yeah. How are you feeling about Lakers Grizz? Lakers Grizz, I think, has been a good series. Um, I've been enjoying it. Game one was a great game. Uh, game two, Lakers played like dog shit. Mm. Uh, without John Morant, the Grizzlies won by ten points. Oh my god! Now. I, don't, I hate to toot the horn, but have we not been saying that like they played more better collective team basketball without Jaw? Yeah, they're not a better team without Jaw because John Morant makes every team he's on better. He's that talented, but it's not as obvious what their um their offensive plan is because like with Jaw, it's like ISO, let him rim run. He can shoot. He's not. It's not his bread and butter per se. We all know what he wants to do. Take him out of the equation, and then you got Tyus Jones, second or the most paid backup point guard in the league. And he looked like the second most paid backup point guard in the league, or the most paid. You know what I mean? Tyus Jones stepping up to the occasion. Um, I think this series is fun because of the way um, Devin Brooks is being like a heel to LeBron. Like, did you see that post interview where they asked him about him? And they're like, "How do you feel about blah 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 blah?" And he's just like, "Oh, he old. I don't care." Yeah. Like, I I don't know. This makes this fun. I don't think disrespecting LeBron is what he's doing. I think he's just such a a diehard competitor. So Devin Brooks is such a bitch, dude. I. He's so annoying. Like, oh, I'm not saying I'm a fan of his. I just like <laughs> I like so the competitiveness. Winston is not with him at all. There's literally memes of like John Morant being like going to the locker room and like showing his gun to Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you just got suspended. Like, bro, what are you doing? And John Morant's like, shh. And then Dylan Brooks comes up like, what's up, guys? And Jabba's like, nah, bro, we're just chilling. Like he, like everyone in the Grizzly locker room hates Dylan Brooks because like he's Damn. just he's just weird, bro. Like weird dude. Yeah, but. <laughs> Um, it's a fun he, series. Yeah, but he's talking all kinds of shit. He dropped like twelve points. <laughs> um, but uh, it's been really good. The fucking Anthony Davis and DeAndre Russell played like dog shit that game. Game two against the Grizzlies. Um, LeBron played pretty good, but not well enough to get the W. Yeah. Anthony Davis shot four of fourteen, had thirteen points. DeAndre Russell shot two of eleven with five points. So they got to step it up. Rui Hachimura has been killing it. He's averaging, like, fucking 25 points for the series. Doing it. Fucking dude from Japan. Fucking Hell out yeah. here killing it. Let's go, dude. Um, I'm here for it. Uh, Austin Reeves has been killing it as well. Um, He dropped, like, 28 points in the first game. Mm-hmm. Dropping it. How yeah. about them Bucks Heat? Bucks Heat's. 1-1. One, one. So, um, one, one. it's, I mean, that's a series that's unfortunately gotten a really bad injury bug. We yeah. all saw how Giannis landed Giannis on Giannis is gone. Well, he landed on his tailbone. Like nothing's broken or anything, but like. That is bad. He just dude. jumped from like seven feet in the air to straight like tailbone oh. to hardwood. That's painful. So yeah. he's hurt. Tyler Hero like fractured his hand. So he's out. So like, I hate, like that's the worst thing to happen, unfortunately, is when the injury bug gets a series. Because then you have all those stupid what ifs, like, well, we would have beat you if so and so was healthy. Like, eh, I don't like playing that hypothetical game. However, Jimmy Butler has his moments. He knows how to like symbolize a team. That team's really young. They have really good coaching. So I think that Miami, without Giannis, dare I say, might be the favorites. I don't have the um the odds. Do you know what the odds are, Winston? For the whole series, Money just line. just for this next game at least. Oh, I was looking up stats from the previous and it, game. This is caveating Giannis not playing. I don't know um, if those those odds even have Miami's favored by five points. So, so yeah. that's without Giannis. That's where I'm at. Like if Giannis is unable to come back to this series, it's going to be really difficult for for the Bucks to pull it together. Like Chris Middleton basically becomes like one of their 
their new like ones, if that makes sense. Yeah. How about the Bucks dropping 138 points? Though? Exactly. Without crazy. Giannis, Without I mean, Giannis. game one, Giannis went out early. Damn. Um, and then Hero went out early, and Miami won that game. Mm-hmm. Brook Lopez was, dropping 25, Drew Holiday dropping 24. It was a very close game. Game two, Milwaukee shot 51 percent from three point range. Wow. 51 percent, 25 of 49. That's in fucking sane. That is that yeah, doesn't happen. No. Um, Miami somehow came back. They scored 122 points. They shot 44 percent from the three point line. What a game! Um, the only difference is Miami only shot 36 threes. Uh, Milwaukee shot 49. So <laughs> um, shoot it's more a threes, lot of I threes. guess. Yeah, 49. Whoa. Yeah. So uh, I mean, when you're at 51 percent, you want to be chucking them. Yeah. So uh, Milwaukee needed that, um, and they fucking got it. Uh, but. Are they going to win this next game in Miami? I don't think so. Not without Giannis. So if Giannis doesn't come back, I got the Heat. I got the Heat. That's what dude. I'm saying. That's exactly. I feel like the Heat are favorites if Damn. Giannis. Is Imagine picking mark. up a Heat bet at the beginning of the series yeah. with, a, with a healthy Giannis. Yeah. I mean, You'd I hope sitting. I hope Giannis can come back, dude. Same. I don't want fucking Boston in the finals. I don't want fucking 76ers in the finals, bro. Yeah. Like I'm trying to have Giannis, the best player in the fucking world, in my opinion, mm-hmm. suiting up in the finals. Getting another fucking ring unless it's against the fucking Nuggets. Right? Like, yeah, the same. That's what I'm trying to go for. That's, yeah, I agree. I don't know if they're going to do it, though, Mr. Winston. It's yeah. a collarbone or a collarbone. A tailbone injury is – they're bad, man. Yeah. They, la- they linger. It's because it's this little, you know, and with the build, tip, dude. The, the build little... of the average NBA player, they're not built like um, football players. You know what I'm saying? He fell, like, directly to tailbone. He oh. has no – there's no insulation there, you know, yeah. the way that those guys are built. So – I really hope he can come back. I bet you he'll come back yeah, guaranteed game five. I'm, I'm, I feel like, like unless he's really that hurt. Yeah. Because MRIs came back clean. Well, hopefully the Bucks don't end up at like a 3-1. Yeah. By the time he comes back. Yeah. I, that would be bad. If if they lose this game, Giannis probably comes back next game. If they lose. Force, force to come back. Yeah. To try and win him. a game. Yeah. Even if you're not healthy and 100%, you're still like a deterrent. Like, oh, I was gonna say even having here. yeah even having him on the on the court yeah is... no I don't think the whole phenomenon I explained with John Morant about team playing better team basketball in absence I don't think that applies to Giannis because they're not as like they're Giannis dependent but a lot of Giannis's uh, success comes off of both fast breaks and um, he gets his own boards you know what I'm saying you can't really yeah. formulate that well when Memphis has Jaron Jackson they have they have other good players um, but Milwaukee has Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, but Grizzlies are just a better team. And they're going against the Lakers compared to Miami. I think Miami's a better Both team. Both are than at 1-1, though. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm excited. Both those series should be good. I hope Giannis comes back, though. Same. Everyone wants to see him come back. You might and... surprise everybody Yeah. tomorrow. You never know. Maybe. You never Maybe. know. That's some time, at least. But let's talk about uh, the one and onlys, huh? Nuggets, Timberwolves. Nuggets Timberwolves two and zero oh. two and zero. Oh. Let's go. Uh, game one we won by like twenty points. It was a blowout, start to finish. Destroyed. Just fucked him up. It was, Con- it was destroyed. Al- almost hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, no, I I was happy. I went to sleep early. It was yeah, great. everybody was like, "This is easy." First of all, it is not fair that they're making all of us wait until these games are going to end at like ten thirty at night. Fucking bullshit, dude. We got Phoenix and Clippers. They're Pacific time. They get the early game. Minnesota and fucking Colorado. We're all watching all late. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? Like, and uh, Minnesota doesn't start till like, 9.30. Bro, imagine. Uh, what? Like, 
figure it out. When we went to the um, when we went last year to the Warriors um, Nuggets game three at um, Ball Arena, it wasn't that late. Cause mm-hmm. dude, those fans are getting out of those stands and in their cars at like 11 p.m. Yeah, that's. I mean, I couldn't. If I even if I lived in Denver, that would be hard to do because you know what I'm saying. Traffic, get home, probably get home closer to like 11:30 midnight, and then you have to work the next day. That's yeah. impossible. I yeah. just wish that we would get Nuggets as the number one seed in the West deserve a better slot. Exactly. It's disrespectful to a team that fans are already struggling to get games because is of it because the broadcast it, bullshit. Is it because it's against the Timberwolves though? It's it's definitely a lower market game yeah, than yeah. Phoenix Clippers. I get, but I just but. it's just disrespectful because like if you take that one seed and that one seed's like any other like slightly bigger market team, they're getting the prime slot, no questions asked. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but I mean it's the you know ultimately the fans lost because they're missing good games. I mean, Anthony Edwards dropped forty one points he in was, game two. He was not missing Eesh. in the second half. He was going in. He shot uh, fourteen of twenty three and six of ten from the field. So basically. The Nuggets have put up six quarters of just clearly in like superior basketball. We've seen six quarters of the Nuggets just outclassing them on both sides of the court. We've seen two quarters where if you don't have playoff Murray in your back pocket, not to say that Jokic couldn't compensate, but if you didn't have playoff Murray, it looked like like that looked like a whole new game that second half. Oh, for sure. Like. I don't know what changed. What what is the the coaching difference that they really employed? But like Minnesota can like clearly look at each other in the locker room and say we we found a little bit of a formula here. Can we replicate it for forty eight minutes again? That's the question. And then um, Coach Malone was talking about how like he was scared that with the the game one win that the Nuggets could get a little bit of complacency because it was yeah. like when you just shit on a team you feel invincible and so that can make you you could start to like think that like you're gonna make take bad shots but because you're invincible that they're going to go in and stuff like that. Now, I don't think that was – the Nuggets didn't get complacent at any point. The They just – Minnesota just didn't miss for, like, a whole quarter. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That was just no question. So I think this series still has Nuggets winning it. And at best, I would say Minnesota might make this a six-game series if they can somehow get their foot on the gas pedal. But I so verily doubt this goes – I say, I don't know. This has that. – That's like a plus this 700. Has, this has sweep or maybe Minnesota wins one game written all over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it could be a six-game series. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns has been playing like absolute dog shit. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves lost by nine points. Carl Anthony Towns only had ten points. I mean, you're the second best player on that team. You, you need doing? to step it the fuck you, up. Yeah. Rudy Gobert had 19 points. You're telling me that Rudy Gobert is going to outscore you, bro, and you're a fucking scorer? He's a defensive player, and he's outscoring you. Didn't he win a three-point contest, too? Carlton Towns did, yeah. He shot two of five from three-point line. So, And then in game one, he shot like one of seven. Well, yeah, he has to pick it up then. Do yeah, some. no, I mean, Aaron, but to Aaron Gordon's credit, he is locking Carlton Towns up. Yeah. And he can't do it. Let's with go, it. Gordon. Let's yeah. go. Yep, Gordon's uh, playing good. Nuggets in four. Let's let's. Uh, what should we transition to after that? That is your playoffs right there, dude. That is um, your playoff break. One thing that's just like we don't really have to get in. We'll talk about the uh, NFL draft because it's happened starting next week. So next pod, next pod, next pod. The whole first day will have happened, and then the second day will be starting. Um, I just wanted to say, did you guys see a couple of NFL players got fined today? Like that wide receiver Jamison Williams for Detroit. He was suspended. He got suspended because he was betting on a college game. Now, bro, the the four, rules. Four players got suspended. No, two players got cut all from the team. Is it all well, they betting? got suspended for a year, and two players got outright cut from yeah, their team after they four got betting? suspended. Four betting. Yes. Yeah. So you can't. You still can't do that because like the it's an extension. Can you bet on fights. 
I maybe I don't. I know. don't think you can. My you understanding have the apps. is I don't think you can bet on any sport because uh, Jameson Williams was not on the NFL. He just bet, and it wow. wasn't. He bet NFL on college. Related. He bet on college football. That's crazy. And so, do I think what he did is heinous or wrong, or do I think he deserves punishment? I mean. If no one else could do it before you, you shouldn't be able to do it. But that being said, I don't consider that wrong. Also, just morally. use a friend. If you really are itching, use your homie. But you got to understand the reason. A big reason why they shouldn't do that is because, like, imagine if you're you're like an NFL player, you're adjacent to a lot of still um, current college guy, like players. Let's say one of your best friends who's still playing in the college game you're betting on, and you, I don't know, let's go with the worst scenario possible. You know, he's their number one receiver, and you know he's not going to suit up that game, and you bet that they lose. That's conflict of interest. He has insider yeah. information. So yeah. I get I get why that's a thing. I don't think that was the case here. I don't think he deserves the punishment, but it's very unfortunate. And, like, again, if no one else can do it, you're not special. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not morally in your wrong scenario, it's, he's not in, like, he just has insider information. Any reporter gets all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if you were to bet, he could place a bet in a, in a time frame where the reporter isn't um, – doesn't have access to that information and then that reporter is the, um, the equivalent of that being public information you know and having information pre-public and then betting beforehand you're gonna have odds that haven't swayed yet you i know mean what I'm sure saying? but that's a very i don't know it's just not the same sport if it's the same sport totally 100 percent agree i mean it's calvin really just sport. had this happen however calvin really bet on the nfl yeah which is like that's very, even beyond conflict of interest yeah. so i don't think that um this is like that crazy to me as far as like how I feel about Jameson Williams as a person or a player. I just feel like this was a really dumb move. Yeah. I think he has to spend like six games or something like that. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to have to deal with that. He, maybe he appeals it. it. It's possible that if he appeals it, he's allowed to play until the appeal is finalized. That's how most sports handle these things. Yeah. I don't know if, what Detroit's going to do and what he's going to do. It sounds like he's just going to eat the suspension yeah. as he should. Yeah. I mean, allegedly from what I read, it happened at the Lions facility. Oh, like, gross. Kind of, like you're on their Wi-Fi, dumb, bro. bro. Yeah, 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 pretty stupid, dude. Yeah, um, try and just go somewhere else. Like, yeah. maybe on your lunch break, go to McDonald's or something. Figure it out. He just yeah, like, imagine do the home. He does Figure a press conference, out. bro. He's just like, he's like, bro, come on. Why is there a FanDuel app on the Pelotons in the fucking training facility? <laughs> right. He's like, I thought I was doing fantasy. <laughs> shout out, shout out, PT. PT's up in here. What's well, good? Mr. PT. Um, That's about all I have for it. NFL news yeah. right now. There's more to be determined by the draft. There's no point in speculating. We're a week away. Um, the draft is going to be in Kansas City. That's exciting. First time. Mm. Dude, I bet you're hype. They just had a UFC in Kansas City, too. Yes, sir. Yep. Kansas City's putting on. Putting yeah. on. My I man's think it's hype. Shit in Denver. They just we won a, a Super Bowl. Shit. Um, They're living, huh? They're having the Olympics. A fucking site and this is gonna be in kansas city wow what are you guys doing over i know there? that's fifa oh. it's, a, it's a big hub there okay so this is a random thing in kansas city kansas at the soccer field um where i believe the kansas city athletic soccer team plays that's where csup won the d2 natty title mm-hmm. it was in that oh, yeah. stadium yeah in kansas right. city <laughs> here for it yes sir 2014 take that off of us but no take um, it off. should we transition into combat sports let's get it dude now it's now it's time to talk MMA. There we go, Winston. Clicked it too many times. So we had a PFL card that was very boring. I'm not trying to be mean, but every single lightweight. Was, you know how they do the weight classes per night? Lightweights was featured. Every single lightweight bout went 15 minutes. 
every single one. So, like, you know how they have their playoff format? Can't have that, man. So, the, everyone who's won in their playoffs right now, or not in their playoffs, in their bracketing towards playoffs, has three points. Which means if anyone who lost wins by finish in their next bout, congratulations, you're in the lead if they don't win their next bout by finish. So, that's one of those whatever areas. It was a pretty snoozy card. Shane Burgos made his debut. Um, he lost. <laughs> it was no surprise. Um, that Aubin Mercier guy who used to fight in the UFC, who's also a champ, he won, retained. I mean, we don't, you're not competing for your belt, but overall, kind of an eh card. Not much to hoot or holler yeah, about. Yeah, it wasn't crazy. Shane lost. I mean, what do you say? It was a good fight, though. He put yeah. up a good attempt. That being said, we had that UFC card, UFC Kansas City. Um, we had Max Holloway taking on Arnold Allen in the main event. Yep. Should we get into that first before we talk about the future events? Um, we can. What do you think? We can go through that. I mean, I didn't really pay close attention to that card because there wasn't. We'll a run lot, through it. There wasn't a lot of faces on it that I was like, I have to see this. As lame as that sound, but I still watched pretty much all of them on the second monitor. I was really trying to see the Arnold Allen Max fight that had a lot of implications on it. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm sorry we missed last week, guys, so we didn't get to read off all these fights for you. But let's run through last week's card for UFC. So we had UFC Fight Night Holloway versus Allen. Uh, right now, these are the prelims. I'm just going to run through them real quick, um, name wise. So we had a women's bantamweight bout: Jocelyn Edwards taking out Lucy Petalova. We had Gatson Bolonas taking out Aaron Phillips in the bantamweight. Another women's strawweight bout, or, or the first women's strawweight bout, actually. Let me correct myself. Denise Gomez taking out Bruna Brazil, or Brazil. Um, right after that, we had Daniel Zellhuber taking out Lando Venata via decision. Jillian Robertson getting a sub. Do you see that sub? She did. She had a beautiful submission on Piero Rodriguez. Very deep armbar. Um, shout out to Jillian Robertson. The most submissions in uh, women's UFC history, I believe. Shout out to her. Um, Second round. Second round finish. Right after that, speaking of finishes, we had Zach Cummings taking out Ed Herman after I don't know how many knockdowns he had. Zach Cummings taking out Mr. Ed Herman. And then we had a rare uh, double retirement for that fight. We had Mr. Zach Cummings retire, and then we had Ed Herman retire right after shout in, out. The same, in the same fight. Zach Cummings fights out of Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken. Shout yep. out Zach Cummings. Yep. Uh, and then Herman, he's a dog. He's got a lot of like bouts to his name. He was like – he fought – Okay, one. This is such a random thing, but I, I gained a lot of respect for him because when UFC or Zufa bought Strike Force way back in the day, um, they were still sanctioned to do one last Strike Force event. They had a fight pull out on the Strike Force bout, and Mr. Herman decided to be a homer for the Zufa branch, and he stepped in to fight on a Strike Force card. So he went down an organization. That's just how much of a badass he is. Damn, what a, what a beast! So credit to you, Redheaded Fury, Herman. Let's go, dude. You're a beast. I respect both of you. That was in the light heavyweight division. Right after that, they had a flyweight bout. Brandon Roy Vall taking out Mateus Nikolai. Everybody was on Nikolai. Like, like he was the favorite. Yep. No, by a, an extensive amount. And Brandon Roy Vall shut him out, dude. Shut him out in two minutes and nine seconds. Devastated him. Um, I'm pretty sure our homie Jacoby has trained with Brandon Roy Vall before. I've seen pictures with them together. I don't know if Roy Vall is, uh, is in the same gym but they have trained before so a friend of a friend uh shout out brandon roy vall he's a goon too i love watching that guy fight flyweight demon dude um he's doing the damn thing 15 and 6 right after that feature prelim bill algio doing the damn thing against tj brown great fight i don't know if you've seen that fight i don't think I great did. fight submission in the second round um 17 and 7 from mr bill algio let's talk about this main card though 
Run through, run through. We had Rafa Garcia taking out Clay Guida via decision. Did you see the um, Clay Guida fake retirement? That yeah, off? I, yeah. I kind of get why it pissed Dane off. Like it was kind of cheesy and dumb, bro. It's like funny. just say, just walk up and be like, "Happy birthday, mom," or something, or like say it in the camera, bro. Like do do something else. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm not in that moment. So <laughs> I just I've never to been on that. On that. Pla- never been on that platform, so I don't really, you know, know what to. Oh, um, Pedro Munoz getting another win against Mr. Chris Gutierrez. Decision win. Pedro looking pretty good. Um, then we had Ion Kutilaba taking out Tanner Bozer. Tanner Bozer going down in weight, uh, light heavyweight, and you know he ended up getting knocked out. That was TKO. Pretty vicious. TKO'd by Kutilaba. Kutilaba's a beast. Yeah, um, I've been a fan of um, Ian Kutilaba ever since the first time and second time he fought um, on Kalaev because he. He just showed. He's like, I'm not scared of you. Granted, he got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he didn't show no fear. He didn't show fear. He's a he's a killer be killed fighter. Yeah. Those are the, I root for men like that or just fighters like that. I'm sorry. Mm. How about that light heavyweight bout? Dustin Jacoby. He trains with our homie Jacoby. Um, uh, taking out or lo- oh, sorry, excuse me. He actually lost a decision to Azamat uh, Mirzakhanov. Um, I did not get to see that fight. I had to step out. Um, thirteen and zero for Mister Mirzakhanov, though undefeated. Eighteen and seven for Mister Dustin Jacoby. Um, I would say a much needed win for Mister Dustin too. But you know, shit happens. Got to get back on that horse, and that's exactly what he's gonna do. But right after that, we had the co-main event: Edson Barbosa winding the clock back. Another first round knockout. This time via knee. Billy Quarantillo, dude. I'm sorry you had to eat that knee. My God. It was vicious, it too. It was scary. His, his limbs are so long. Edson just – y'all must have forgot. <laughs> y'all must have forgot, dude. He's fought Edson's everybody. very dangerous. He's fought everybody. Um, it just really shows how good Bryce Mitchell is, I think. That really shows Dog nasty. what, what – Bryce, The way he neutralized because him. Because Billy had to have that same plan for Bryce – or that Bryce did. Shut down Edson. Mm-mm. Edson got that knee right up the – oh. Yeah, good fight, good co-main, uh, good featherweight bout, good win, Mr. Edson Barbosa. Talking about legends, Max Holloway, whining about the clock too. Taking out uh, Arnold Allen, who was 19-1, and one, now 19-2. First loss in the octagon. First loss in the octagon of UFC. He was undefeated in the UFC. Max Holloway sitting at a nice and sturdy 24-7. and seven. A so, legend in the game. Another win on his, another feather in his cap. Arnold Allen is a tough customer. So I think that, um, like, and obviously both earned brownie points in that fight for different reasons. Um, Max being, he's just t- taking out another young, hungry lion that hasn't, is not been there, done that yet. Max has been there, done that, and it shows. And, like, the, like you can't really outclass Max. The only way to beat Max is you have to be, like, a pound-for-pound great, like Volkanovsky. That's, like, the only person that's really looked good against Max Holloway. And Dustin Poitier, who outweighed him significantly. Yeah. Max is just... I mean, Max is an unsung hero. He's one of the, he's possibly the greatest featherweight behind Aldo ever. Best, like, best Hawaiian fighter uh, in the world, I would say. He replaced. I think he, I think he replaced BJ Penn. For that's it. exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. He replaced BJ. But um, that being said, Max is just such a dog. Like at no point was he ever not in the driver's seat of that fight. However, I think round one, Allen looked the best against him, dude. He won did that you round. Hear how hard those punches were winding. And Max him. just has a chin. Max. Oh, I don't know if that's for you or. 
<laughs> he said, hell no. <laughs> Derek was almost offended that I said that was for real. Yeah. No, but no, yeah. Um, Alan, the reason why Alan does, absolutely deserve, uh, earns brownie points from this, this is his second time he's been scheduled for a 25-minute fight in his mm. UFC career. This is the first time we got to see him do 25 minutes. And so he proved he could do it. He proved all the naysayers. He belongs in championship rounds. He, he proved that he belongs up against these like world-class competitors. Not that he hadn't done that up until that point, but when you're going up against the like when you're going up against Blessed, it's like you there's that is just such a stylistically bad matchup for any fighter in the organization at that weight class. So to go 25 minutes with the man, look good at times, it was great. Now that last that last moment where Max even said it in the post fight, he goes, "Yeah, we had our little Ricardo Lamas moment and when they both just like pointed down and then he dropped Arnold Allen, bro. That was straight out of a movie. Mm. Like Max is a gangster. Like simply put." I think I don't know who's matched up next, but I feel like an Arnold Allen Calvin Cater fight would be wonderful. I don't know if they've even fought before, to be honest. Uh, I don't think so. They both have lost to Max, or like I maybe don't think so. maybe Arnold Allen versus like Brian Ortega would be fun. I'm not trying to match up everyone who's lost to Max, but when you're when you're blessed, it's like you pretty much have beat everybody. Like you cleared out the division, you got everybody. You know, so I don't know. That was a great great bout. What's next is, I mean. It's going to be hard to take Bless out of a title shot in, like, a fight. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he gets one more. He doesn't need one more win, but he gets one more win. And do we want to see him fight Volk again? If no one can beat Max, then yes. I, that yeah, has to happen. I would have to If see no one again. can beat him, that We ha- know he's going to win, though. Yeah. That's the thing. Max looked good. Volk in, is good. Max like, looked good in the second fight, but Volk just looked great against the light, like the lightweight champ. Max wouldn't. Max was not. Max him. was not capable of doing what Volk did to Makachev. I mean, we all argue that Volk won that fight. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And so, like I said, I don't think Max could replicate that just based on his size and his frame, yeah, his natural body so. frame. He can't. He couldn't go that far with Islam. No he, way. But no way. But I'm telling you, like no Max way. didn't like has Ma- didn't Max beat Yair already? Hasn't that already happened? Yes. And Yair is fighting for the title now, deservingly him. so. I think Max beat him by decision. So like I've just, it's gonna be hard for me to see Max not getting a title shot and his next fight or the fight after his next Facts. it's great that was a good card um looking forward to the next before we get into this next ufc card though let's talk bellator there's two cards there's a card tonight and tomorrow bellator 294 and 295 294 tonight 295 tomorrow we're gonna Hawaii. Run, we're gonna run through 294 um because a lot of these names we don't really know other than a few so we're only talking main card <coughs> happening tonight Levon Chokhili taking on Michael Lombardo. Danny Sabatello, welcome back, taking on Marcos Breno. We have Arlene Blencow taking on Sarah McMahon. Welcome back. Timothy Johnson taking on Sed uh, so- Soma. I think it's just Soma. Um, and then we have Liz Carmouche, welcome back, taking on Deanna Bennett. I think she's the champion. Miss Bennett? Or no, uh, Liz. Liz. Liz is the champion. She's a huge favorite. Minus 600. Yeesh. Yeah. What about Danny? Mr. Danny Sabatello. Mr. Sabatello. Danny Sabatello. You're right. Uh, minus uh, 440. Minus 440. Holy shit. So he was the runner How about up. McMahon? <coughs> McMahon's favorite, Sarah too. McMahon? Yeah. I guarantee she's favorite. Minus this is, 198. Oh, damn. This is a, oh, it's a close one. This is like a straight UFC, like, like post-UFC fight. <laughs> I know, right? Sarah McMahon, McMahon and Liz, Liz Carmouche. Yeah, that's funny. Um, Both lost to Ronda. I don't have the 295 card. It did not pull up on MMA fighting. Hold on. I can the Saturday But one? we do have one thing that did happen. We did lose the Ray Borg fight. The Ray Borg fight is not happening on uh, Bellator 295. 
So we lost that fight. Um, let's go over who is on it, though. It's going to be uh, Mr. Patchy Mix taking on Rifeon Stotts. That is the main event. Bantamweight Grand Prix Final. Winner take all. Rafion's the interim champ. Now, it is kind of weird that they have Sergio Pettis taking on Patricky Pitbull. Um, like, Pitbull's going down in weight, trying to be the first dude to secure three belts in an organization. That's some goat shit. Shout out Pitbull. But um, Sergio had to pull out of this um, this Grand Prix because of injury, and that's how Rafion Stotts was elevated to um, interim championship fight because he was the one originally fighting Sergio. So that's why he has a belt, technically. That's why this interim belt is being contested. It's always kind of weird seeing that. Especially They're fighting in uh, Hawaii, too, mm -hmm. I believe. Bo both, awesome. both cards, I believe. Yeah. But um, this is huge. Big implications. Winner gets the um, the interim belt, the tournament belt, and a million-dollar purse. Well, they get their fight purse on top of the million-dollar Grand Prix winnings. That's and then, sick. Yeah. And then the winner of this has the privilege of fighting the winner of Sergio Pettis versus Pitbull. So... Have fun Have with fun. that. But um, <laughs> both of these dudes, Rafion Stotts, he's an absolute beast. I believe he trained, or he's trained at AKA before, if I'm not mistaken, because um, Daniel Cormier was even referencing mm -hmm. him on the UFC card. It. So Daniel Cormier Stotts knows about Stotts is good. Stotts is a beast. Yeah, he's good. He's so, fun to watch. Um, Patchy Mix is fun to watch too, though. Pat Patchy Mix is a beast. Watch out for Patchy Mix. Yo, he might upset Stotts. You know yeah, who Patchy Mix is dating, or I think is who? dating? Tatiana Suarez. Damn. That's fire, Mr. Patchy Mix. Good for you, Don. He's mixing up her Patchy. Patchy yep. Mix is doing good. He's actually the favorite. Minus really? One, what? Minus he's a, 132. He's a um, – his specialty Stocks? is the grappling department. And Patchy Mix is young. He's already had one title fight under the Bellator banner. So this is going to be his second attempt. I'm so surprised to see Rafion an underdog. I want to pick he's that a, up. He's a plus 108. I, I don't know. Stotts is – Put I your just, money where your mouth is. Yeah, no, seriously. Patchy I love Mix seeing, is good, though. Sorry. I love seeing Stotts um, – celebrity status kind of blossom it's hard seeing like lesser organizations it's harder for them to turn talent into superstars and i think stotts is like potentially one of their next guys will he be up there if he if he beats patchy mix will he um unify the belt i, I have no idea especially right. if it's against pitbull but um this dare i say that i think th that's the most exciting fight this weekend in mma i don't know what about uh mr aaron pico back I mean, I don't know who he's fighting, though. They're James feeding Gonzalez. him a can, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I know, yeah. James Gonzalez, don't know who that is, but, you know, I'm sure he's going to put up a good fight. Uh, we have Yancey Medeiros on that main card against Charlie Leary, and then we have Alimale McFarlane. Welcome yeah. back in, in the home state against uh, Kana Watana Watanabe. Watanabe, yeah. Kana Watanabe. Kana Watanabe. 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 Yeah, she's Asian, I think. So we know who is that, we, we know, know who Winston's who, betting on. Yeah, you got yeah. her. Well, so there's but actually Alima Lay is also Alima really Alima Lay McFarland. Tell me that's not a fire name too. And Alima yeah, Lay lost but to Liz. She's not Car Asian. She lost her belt to Liz Carmouche, if I'm did. not mistaken. So this mm -hmm. is kind of got like but she's in her home state. Yeah, fighting in the home so state. Is, not sure if it's hometown. But. Also, Yancey's from Hawaii. Yancey trains yep. with the, um, Diaz Bros. Damn, well, good card. Not gonna go over the prelims. No point. But yeah, th those are happening. Let's go over this uh, UFC card though. Let's go over this UFC card, then we'll get into boxing, and then make our parlay. How about that? Let's uh, let's talk about Pavlovich Blades, but what we're going to do is we're going to start in the prelims, run through them real fast, and then get onto this main card. So, I want you to read off these um, odds for me, Mr. Winston. We got Brady Highstand taking on Dana uh, Bardagrill. Bardagrill. Uh, we got Brady at a plus 122, and uh, Dana minus 144. Nice. And then we got Francis Marshall taking on William Go uh, Gomez. Francis Marshall undefeated. 
Yep, Francis Marshall, we got minus 210. And then William at a good uh, plus 176. Keeping it. Keeping it. That's a featherweight bout. Right after that, we have a heavyweight bout. Muhammad Usman. Remember the name? Yep. Uh, Mr. Kamaro Usman's brother. Yep. Taking on Junior Taffa. Junior Taffa's a tough customer, dude. This is going to be a crazy fight. Didn't Taffa just win by knockout in yes. prison? Yes, yes. Just knocked and out. And he, he is um, the Taffa family. Like the um, the heavyweight. So crazy, bro. So if you're thinking this is not going to go the distance, Vegas agrees because it's minus 350. Oh, my God. That might be a parlay piece, though. Yeah. That's, that's a parlay true. piece right there because I could see it. I could, uh, I could see it's not going the distance more than that. Yeah. It's a I com- agree with those odds. It's I a agree. completely toss-up. Complete toss-up. Minus 108. Wow. Yeah. Those are going to change, obviously. Yeah, but. those are going to change up. How about Carol Rosa taking on Norma Dumont? What are those odds? Woman's featherweight. It's another kind of coin flip one. Yeah, it not is. even coin flip. It's, really? I mean, according to my um, book, it's like Rosa is minus 105 and Dumont is minus 120. Mm. Yeah. Pick them. Yep. How about Ronnie Yaya taking on Montel Jackson? Uh, we got Montel Jackson, pretty heavy favorite, minus 620. I'm surprised, man. Ronnie Aya, 28 and 10. He has more wins than Montel Jackson has fights. Double. He has double the wins than Montel Jackson has fights. Yeah. Yaya's That's a insane. plus 460. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Will the fight go the distance? I no. mean, Yaya's coming off some losses, though. That's the thing. Um, how about Rick Glenn, a fellow Rick, taking on Christos uh, Gygos? Giagos? I think it's Giagos. I think it's Giagos. Um, Glenn. Uh, we got Glenn with a minus 148. Let's go. And then Fellow Rick. Giagos uh, plus 126. Fellow Rick being the favorite. That's what happens. That's your prelim card. This is like your fight, bro. Ricky hey. Giagos. <laughs> nah, man. This The fight that was uh, supposed to happen on this bout that we lost was Song Yedong and Ricky Simone. Mm. That's what it was supposed to happen. That would have been such a good fight. It would have been a banger. It's getting moved, I believe. Uh, Jeremiah Wells taking on Matthew S- uh, Simmelsberger. And what are the odds on that one? That's a welterweight. Uh, minus 112 for Jeremiah. Minus 108 for her, for Matthew. Uh, Asmin Lucindo taking on Brogan Walker. I think Brogan's the underdog in that one. Yeah, he's plus 270. Th- these are um, actually women. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so women's flyweight bout. Shout out Brogan Walker. Uh, That's a badass name for a chick, bro. Yo, I'm not going to lie. She's eight and three, you know. <laughs> I am not trying to fight Broken Walker, dog. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. She beat your ass, dude. Uh, speaking of beating ass, how about Bobby Green taking on Jared Gordon? Jared Gordon getting back in after that controversial loss to Patty Pimblett. I mean, he's fighting a tough customer. Bobby Green is just a dog. Yeah, he's a minus 280. Yeah. Bobby That's the parlay Bobby piece. Green to fade. That's the parlay piece. Barbie Green. Barbie Green. Barbie Green. <laughs> Brad Tavares taking on Bruno Silva. That's a good fight. Co-main event. Uh, middleweight. What are we sitting at? Money line. We got Bruno as the underdog. Um, plus 136. It's close. Yeah. Tavares yeah. is minus one. I can one. see Bruno winning. He's coming off a loss, though, too. Tavares uh, minus 159 on my spe- uh, my book. Tavares, yeah. I think, is coming off of some wins right now. Let me let me check this out. I've seen him fight. He's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, he is pretty good. He's fought a very long time. Uh, he actually just lost to Driscus Duplessis. That's where I see mm. him last. Um, he beat Antonio Carlos Jr. and he beat Omari Akhmedov. That was in 2021, though. This is Mr. Brad's first fight of the year, taking on a tough customer, Bruno Silva. Like I said, Bruno Silva coming off of a loss 
Oh, actually, I was wrong. Coming off of a win of Tyson Nam, I'm wrong. Oh wow! Second round submission, Tyson Nam taken out by Bruno Silva. I forgot all about that fight, <laughs> and the reason because he fought Alex Fajeda and fought Gerald Murchart, both losing those fights last year. Um, but bringing it back with Tyson Nam, and now has a fight against Mister Brad Tavares. So let's see what happens in that co-main. What are the odds again? Uh, 100s, huh? Both Silva at plus 136, and then Tavares at minus 168. How about the odds on this one, though? Oops. Sergey Pavlovich taking on Curtis Blades. I don't know. I, I, I got the money on that and not going the distance for sure. But I want to say Blades is the favorite. Blades is the favorite at minus 170. Yeah. So it's pretty close. Yeah. The wrestling. It's the wrestling pedigree that Mr. Oh. Blades has. Oh, my God, bro. Will it not go the distance? Minus 800. Minus 800? Eight, minus eight. What do you think? Minus 2,000. It's minus 1,000. Ah! Fucking wild. We were right there. Right in the middle. Right yeah, there. That's crazy. Whew. Okay. Damn, son. I mean, yeah. It's That's a gimme. That's it. With Sergey Pavlovich coming off of I don't know how many finishes. And Curtis Blades coming off of a win, too, I believe. Let me double check that. 2022 win. He's coming off of... Mr. Blades coming off of two knockouts. One of them controversial because Tom Aspinall kind of hurt himself um, in the fight. Like, it wasn't really a yeah, fight. It was 15 Dawkus. seconds, first round. But it was that Dawkus KO, se- uh, 17 seconds. Um, what happened in that fight? I forgot. In the Chris Dawkus fight? Yeah. Um, Were he they was, both injuries? No, Dawkus just kept trying to go for takedowns, and Curtis Blades stuffed him, and so he forced him to try to stand with him, and Curtis Blades hit him with, like, a mean uppercut up against the game. Yeah, and that was 17 seconds, second round. Yeah. So both of them coming off of a, some finishes. Um, Curtis Blades has like next title shot written all over it. He does, but I can see per- Sergey knocking him out. For sure. Can- Honestly, what's a, what's the odd on Sergey knockout? Because he knocked out um Tuivasa. He knocked out Derek Lewis. He knocked out. Let's let's go down the list. Uh, Pavlovich. Pavlovich. Yes. Pavlovich. Um, plus one seventy. So we have a plus one seventy finish for Sergey, and he has coming off of three knockouts. His last fight. Uh, was in or okay? So let's just start with the beginning of the year of 2022, or how about this? Yeah, 2022. Let's start with that. We have Shamil Abdurakhimov getting knocked out by Sergey Pavlovich in the first round, four minutes, four and three seconds. That was in March. In July, we had Derek Lewis getting knocked out by Sergey Pavlovich in the first round, 55 seconds. In in December, we had Sergey Pavlovich. Guess what? Knocking out Tua Taivasa, 54 seconds of first round. That pickup to me is a good odd. Yeah. A plus one seventy when you're coming off of three knockouts. Yeah, off some off some good competition. Maybe not. Maybe not uh, Abdur uh, Abdurakhimov. Maybe not him. But you know, every everybody in the UFC is a tough fight. So coming off of three finishes like that, yo, you got some momentum, and I can kind of see him knocking out Curtis Blades. It's possible. I can see it. I can see it. But you know what else I can see? Curtis Blades taking him down and TKOing him. Yeah, yeah. that's a minus one hundred five. Wow, Curtis Blades by finish minus one hundred five. Yeah, that's a good pickup too, dude. That's a good pickup. I can see Blades winning this. I just think I don't know. I don't know I, who to go for. I feel like it's not going to go the distance. But I I've said it. that so many times on our parlays and gotten that wrong, thinking it was a gimme. Heavyweights not going. Yeah, the but distance. it's a minus one thousand. You don't even. Yeah, want it's five rounds. True. I think. I think it's a. Well, I, I wouldn't put money on it because hey, like you're not really going to win that much. When we're speaking parlay, maybe throw Wiggins, pick up some Wiggins points, something. All right, let's talk. Let's talk parlay now. Or no, let's not talk parlay. Let's talk uh, Ryan Garcia versus um, Javante Davis. Davis. 
So did you see the press conference yesterday? Yeah. So, I mean, it was corny. Boxing is trying to just, like, get views. I get it. I think Ryan 10-7 to him at that press conference. Yeah, I didn't get to see but all of it. But Davis isn't a wittier guy. Like, I'm not saying he's – like, I um, – He's less of a personality. Yeah. Everyone knows Ryan Garcia's personality, and he's going to show it. I think Garcia looked good. Um, I thought it was weird when they were like, oh, are you putting up your whole fight purse? And then, I mean, that's a dumb bet to make. No. So I hope they don't do that, regardless of who wins. I'm excited, though. I genuinely believe Ryan Garcia has what it takes to win this. It's just he yes. cannot take one of those, like, those devastating he's hands. He's got to get out the way. Like, I think Ryan Garcia can outbox him, he, I but mean, I Javon, have no... Javante's like a minus 280 right now, I think. Javante has to be the favorite. Yeah, he's like a minus 280. It's like kind of disrespectful to Ryan, I'm not going to lie. But it's because of Javante's pedigree. Mm-hmm. What are the odds on that, Winston? For what what fight? Javante Davis versus Ryan Garcia boxing. Oh. This weekend. I got pull up. Winston was, Winston was thinking about and it's an early start time I was thinking about my parlay yeah yeah he's all thinking about yeah. his piece uh, I love it I love it but yeah so that's going down tomorrow we got Davis live. Uh, minus 280 Garcia plus 210 dude I called that money line let's go I called that money line on the dot minus 280 Javante I see it but the plus 210 for Ryan that's a good pickup too um, you never know what happens in a fight Ryan is very confident very confident and it kind of shows because Javante is making Ryan jump through hoops to even have this fight happen. So it's a hydration clause, a rematch clause, whatever else clause is in there. Yeah. Ryan was like, sure, do it, dude. Whatever. We don't care. We're going to win. And he's confident enough to bet his whole purse against him. So Damn. Um, I'm going to be I'm, – I'm riding with Ryan Garcia on this even though he's a huge underdog. Same. Gigantic underdog. I want Ryan Garcia to win. I want him to shut out Javante Davis. That would be awesome. Um, because it's just going to propel him very, very large. This is the biggest boxing fight in modern day right now. I, I think say. this will be it's in, been a in, while. Unless yeah. um, Tyson Fury comes back, I don't think that there's going to be a bigger boxing match this year. Yeah, I agree. With I as agree. big of like implications, and it's looking like that's not going to happen. So sadly, you know, we're going to see what's happening. But I, I'm going to ride with Ryan Garcia on this one. I'm not going to parlay him. No, nope. no. Maybe pick up a little money line with a few sprinkles on him or something. How do you guys think Javante can take out the lights? Yeah. How Ryan. How do you guys think Javante is going to win if he's going to win? Knockout. He's going to win in a knockout. Knockout. Probably like the first. I can like, see him four. winning by points though. He could win by it's, points. It's uh, minus one thirty five. KO slash TKO, and then points or decisions is uh, plus 500. Yeah. It's yeah, that, he's going to win via finish, and I think Ryan would be the more – like if I woke up and overslept the fight, and you're like, how'd the fight go? And they're like, it went, all, like, it went all 12 rounds. I'd be like, did Ryan win the decision? That's the first question I would ask. Yeah, because Ryan's so much faster. So, so much faster. But can Javante close the distance, and can Javante he's gonna be land the, that hand? He's the smaller man as far as size. Out. He so. can put you out. That's the thing. Ryan's got to get out the way. He's got to dodge. He's got to move. He's got to stick and jab. He's got to do everything. But, yo, he's so confident. He's confident that he's going to take out Javante Davis. Take, t- knock him out. So I'm excited for this fight. This is probably the most I've been excited for a boxing fight in a very long time. Um, I'm going to watch that shit for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay attention to it. I can't wait. Um, and that's that. That's that. Uh there's nothing really else for combat sports. Um, there's a few fight announcements that got made today and yesterday. So like, send them. So um, Charles Oliveira versus Dariush had to be moved to June 10th because yes, I believe Dariush yeah. suffered an injury. So the new match may, um, taking place May 6th. This is taking place in two weeks. Two fighters who were not scheduled on that card entirely. The new co-main is going to be Gilbert Burns versus Bilal Muhammad. Mm. Two weeks. That's Damn. insane. That's not all. 
two fight cards got announced. Um, main events. One's gonna That's be a big fight for two weeks. Um, another fight card coming up is gonna be Marvin Vittori versus Jared Cannonier. Another one after that is gonna be Strickland versus um, Magomedov. Damn. And then last but not least, Dana White announced that Whitaker versus Duplessis is booked. Ah, really? winner of that, that yeah and it says um winner, oh my god that's ufc 290 and the winner of that faces izzy in australia let's fucking go shout out izzy for beating you know whitaker's winning that fight yeah and i, I think he's taking out driscus driscus is too new for what whitaker can do to him like, whitaker just makes people hate fighting like he says fuck yeah he does I, and he's such a better striker in my eyes i think whitaker if whitaker wins this fight he will i think he could be the favorite against izzy Nah, chill, I'm not. Chill. Yeah, he just knocked out Alex Bejeda. Yeah, but chill. I think I think he beat Izzy in the second fight. I'm not gonna change that. I know, opinion, but, but Izzy also knocked him out. So true, he has true. that against him, and he beat his rival, his fucking true. demon. Like um, he has to be the favorite. The only other combat sport footnote that I wanted to mention that we'll talk about it more next week for sure. But how can we not mention Jake versus Nate got announced? Oh my god. Yeah, we do have yeah. to talk about that a little bit. Jake versus Nate. I'm excited Nate, for that. Di- Nate Diaz is finally fighting Jake Paul, and I can't believe we're here talking about yep. it. I called it like a year ago, bro. We we did all, call I it called year. it. We talked about it. We, we were knew. talking about it. When we, we first knew. started the show, we knew. Yeah. Writing was on the wall. Yeah. These YouTubers are going and securing bags. Right when then... Nate left, I was like, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> right when he left the UFC, I was like, And then on, on top of that, this was even something that I deduced in my own head that was even trending on the internet. So, um,. Ryan Garcia was on Impulsive, and when he was on Impulsive, they um, they like asked him who Logan's next opponent will be, and they bleeped it out. But you could try to read Nick. his lips. Some people think Nick, but um, the internet seems to think it's either Nick or it's going to be Darren Till. <laughs> Darren Till just left the UFC, and when they asked him, "Are you done fighting?" he says he has some other bouts to attend to. He said striking bouts. So, take my money, bro. Yo, I don't know if Logan can handle a strike from Till, but then Probably again. Not. Let's flip the board. I don't know if Derek Till can. I don't know. I don't know because we've seen Till. Till got knocked out by Jorge Masvidal. True. I think Logan has a little bit more power than Jorge. Maybe not. So. May, maybe not. Maybe I mean he doesn't know how to punch like Jake Jorge. Paul. Are you talking about Jake Paul or Logan yeah, Paul? Logan. Logan's a bigger guy, so yeah, he can land a shot on. But he's so busy doing WWE. Yeah, he's and doing like, so much other shit. Yeah, yeah he's not gonna I be agree. able to train all crazy. I agree. I agree. Um, but that being said, where are you going, Dave? Okay, homie just got here. Let's make our parlay and get the fuck out of here. Winston, go ahead and talk and pick your parlay piece. Um, so I haven't really decided yet, but okay. I think I'm going to go with Anthony Edwards um, over 20 points. Um, I think he's going to score more than 20 points. And what I mean, team is Mr. Edwards on? Let me put uh, this in my Timberwolves. Parlay. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I know I'm going against. Actually, we're going to put Murray. Murray, yeah. Murray minus 280. Mm-hmm. For 20 points. So it's more risky. But, I mean, if I look at Anthony Edwards versus Murray, I'm thinking Murray's going to drop just as many points as Anthony Edwards. Oof, I like this. So so I'm hitting Denver Nuggets, Timberwolves. You guys have to place this bet right now for this to stand. And if not, bet it for the next game. Right. Pick up Murray for the next game. And you said plus 20 points, right? Yes. And we're going to pick up Jamal Murray, minus 280. Got it. All right, we're going to go back to fights for my piece. Let's pick this up, pick it up, pick it up. Let's see. Going to the MMA side. I'm on DraftKings. No, I'm on FanDuel this time. Um, Oh, man. Let me think. It's going to be hard. I don't know who to pick up. You know what? 
we're mm, I want Bobby Green. I want Bobby Green to win. We we should pick up Bobby Green. Um, I think he's going to get it done against Jared Gordon personally, but I can see him losing too. But I'm picking up that minus two eighty odd. I really think he will get it done. Um, what's up? And then I don't know though. Maybe we should go a little bit less than that because right now two legs we're at minus one nineteen. Maybe you could pick it up with your pick. Um, whoa, that's loud. My pick. Um, so I picked up Bobby Green money line minus two eighty, and he picked up Jamal Murray over twenty points money line. Yep. Right now we're at minus one nineteen for a two leg. Let me check. Yeah. Are you thinking bo- uh, basketball or MMA? Uh, MMA for sure. Gotcha. Dun dun dun. Honestly, hadn't even considered my parlay piece before. But... Come on, Dave. Shh. I'm just kidding. You could do Bellator too. Don't. That's what I'm looking at right oh, now. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um. God damn. There's a lot of Bellator fights you could bet on. The Aaron Pico is. Ooh, what is that? Disgusting odds. Ugh. It's not even minus fair. 800. Ugh. On this, no, bet, don't even look on at On this, that. he's minus 910. They still have the Ray Borg Horiguchi fight. How about this? Too. Um. The uh. The Aaron Pico versus James Gonzalez fight. Not to go the distance. That's minus 190. Is that risky? That's pretty good. I mean, I can see I can see I can see him doing going the distance, so you never True. really know. Then like, if, I can kind of see that happening. If not that because um, Pico's gone the distance before. It's not like he's if not that, we could just do money line, uh, minus one oh four Rafion Stotts over Patchy Mix. We can roll with them. We could do that. All right, let's roll with Stotts then. Wow, and on my app, I have Stotts as a plus 108. Here, he's minus 104, and Mitch, uh, Patchy Mix is minus 129. And these odds are subject to change, y'all. Again, so this parlay, you guys are going to want to bet right away if you're watching this live. Um, right now, we're at our, our three-leg, plus 283. We picked up Rafi on Stotts, money line, plus 108. We have Bobby Green, money line, minus 280. And then we got Jamal Murray, over 20 points for minus 280. Um, pick it up. If you bet five bucks on that, you will win fourteen sixteen. If you bet ten on that, you're gonna win twenty eight thirty one. So pick that up if you guys want to. Um, do you guys have any no- notable bets that you guys want for this week? And we'll get the fuck out of here. No, nah, it's all for me. It's all for me. How about you? Uh, yeah, I was like one point away from all of my parlay bets for NBA, bro. I was so one pissed. point, bro. Yeah, like Darren Fox dropped twenty four points. I needed him to drop twenty five. Fuck. And then the game before Whoa. that, I think it was DeAndre Ayton needed to drop 15 points. He dropped 14. And what the fuck? it was a multiple leg parlay, bro. Both times I was so pissed. Uh, what it were your odds? Worst. Do you remember your odds? Um, it was like it was like three. It was like three plus 300. Oh, okay. It wasn't nothing it wasn't, it wasn't crazy. Crazy, crazy. Okay. No, yeah. Well, that has been your Sport Champs episode. Um, like, comment, subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe if you guys are watching all the time. Uh, drop a comment if you fucking with the sports. Don't forget to check out all the new music I'm dropping in the link below. Um, follow me everywhere, y'all. And that has been Sport Champs. Yep. Peace.